0: Be careful who you compare yourself to. Like you want to compare yourself to your current peers or like people that are just like one step ahead of you. If you're comparing yourself to Elon Musk, you're going to be really upset all the time. <laughs>
1: Let's take a breath. <sighs> hey guys, I'm Cindy Lutwako and welcome to Something to Share. Every Wednesday I sit down with people you may have seen on your TV screens experts in their fields, are just people I find inspirational so that they have a platform to dive into the things that they really want to talk about. We all have something to share, something that we're going through, and something that we need to hear. So let's get started. Hi guys, welcome back to the podcast. So happy that you're here, that you're listening, that you're on the other side of this. I am just happy to spend some time with you. We have Ariel Carr on the podcast today. If you're not familiar with her, she's really big on Instagram and she's most known for helping people, especially businesses, monetize and grow on social media, especially Instagram. Whether you want to be an influencer or you want to be more creative online or you just want to understand the social media space to help you grow your business, social media Seems to be a huge part of that, and it seems to be not going anywhere. So, I think the best strategy to manage that is to learn more about it and to learn ways that we can utilize it for growth and success and another pillar of our business. So, Ariel has tons of great advice and really key, understandable tidbits to take away for whatever you're doing online. And I think a lot of her strategies can not only work on social media, but in other aspects of marketing or business in general. So I think there's going to be a lot that you take away from this episode, whether that's for your business or for just showing up better online, or we get into a lot of things like imposter syndrome and your mindset around money and business and how looking at things from a lack mindset or a less than mindset can affect your growth and your ability to get to the places that you're working towards in your business, in your life, in your whatever it is. And I know that's something that I've also dealt with with my own businesses and trying to grow. It can be difficult when you are coming from that headspace of one comparing yourself to others or comparing yourself to people who are many a steps ahead of you or started way before you did. Or you're comparing yourself to people online or whatever it is. We get into all of that today and more. And I think there's so much that is easy to grasp and take away from this really good episode. Ariel, so please enjoy it. She's also a mother. She's due probably pretty, probably any minute now. We recorded this interview a few months back now when I was on tour. And she's incredible. She's about to have twins. And she's also going through the mindset of shifting her business and learning to slow herself down more and delegate and trust other people and do some hiring and all these things that it takes to grow within business. And as your life changes and shifts, having to make those shifts within business can be really tough. And she opens up about that. And I'm sure many can relate to that. Or a lot of people are working moms or want to have a side hustle or some type of form of entrepreneurship along with things like motherhood and family. So she's incredible. Please enjoy this episode. If you know someone who is interested in this side of social media or is interested in growing your business or doesn't really understand how it works but wants to, definitely send this episode to them. If you pop it on social media because essentially this is a lot of what we talk about today, make sure you tag us. Um, We would love that and we would love if you would share it. My something to share today, I got back from a trip with my mom last week, and it was incredible. We were in Phoenix, Arizona, and we stayed in this little town called Carefree, Arizona. So pretty, so such a perfect time of year because it's not crazy hot as it usually is in Arizona. To be honest, it's incredible to me that you can live there year-round and not suffocate, but I, I, from what I heard from the Uber drivers and the people that live there, it takes three years to get used to that heat it's gorgeous. And we had such a good time. We stayed at the Savannah Resort. So if you're looking for an all-inclusive type of restorative vacation, I highly recommend. The best part of it was there was this mix of really good food and relaxing, but also classes for your body and your mind and a lot of spiritual, somewhat woo-woo aspects as well, which I freaking love. Um, So the first day we got there, we did like a sound bath and we wore little cocoon blankets and laid down and had them bang the drums over our bodies. So it's a little woo-woo, but we had such a good time. And one of the most memorable parts about it was we went to this workshop called The Habit of Happiness. And my mom especially was very resistant to going to this workshop. The description of it was to learn essentially the habits of happiness, how to create happiness in your life no matter what's going on. There was elements of journaling and meditation and essentially like a seminar. Well, we took away so much from it and my mom especially because she was so resistant to it. Before going to it, she was like, I'm skipping that one. That one's not for me. I hate journaling. I am not a good writer, so I don't like journaling, all of this stuff. She was just like super resistant to it. And I think what's funny with that kind of stuff is it seems to me that the stuff that we tend to be the most resistant to or to write off the fastest oftentimes is what we need the most because after that whole seminar, she left and was like, thank you for dragging me there. I really needed that. I really took a lot away. I know I need to work on some stuff with my mindset and, you know, being more open to things. And that was huge. I mean, she's a 60-year-old woman and it's hard for people to change at certain every aspect of life but especially as you've been around the block once or twice it's it's hard to t- incorporate new changes so i was really happy that she was willing to do that and she took it in and felt really reset after the whole thing but a lot of what she talked about was basically how happiness is a choice a lot of this is stuff that we all know we know that we get to choose our mindsets we know that our thoughts affect Our life and that we do have control of those thoughts. But it's easy to forget those things and it's nice to have little reminders like that. So what I took away from it was that we really need to watch how we talk to ourselves, how we think, and how that is affecting our day-to-day. I'm aware of all these things and I knew what she was talking about, but I can totally see where sometimes I fall into slumps of being really down on myself or really judging how the things that I'm doing or really judging or comparing or getting into that somewhat negative of a mindset and how that can really affect your outlook on life, on your current situation, because it never feels like enough when you're comparing yourself to other things or when you're coming from a place of negativity, everything's going to naturally feel negative. You almost have like a great outlook on life. And I know that's hard when things get difficult and when life is challenging or when things are getting down, but a lot of what we I took away from that was that we still get to choose and we can't control what things are gonna happen to us, but we can control how we react to them and how we move forward when Whatever, when your car doesn't start, or when you go to Walgreens and your order is not ready to be picked up, even though it said it was, because that freaking happened to me yesterday. Things like just those little things that can set you off, it's all about how you're going to react to them. A lot of it is our reactions. And another thing that happened to me on that trip was I noticed I was laying down, I was relaxed, I was super grateful for this experience, and I was having such a good time with my mom. And we were having this really unique, incredible vacation. But I'm sitting by the pool and I'm like listening to these internal thoughts whispering in my ear like, you don't deserve this. You don't deserve to be here. Who do you think you are to be sitting by the pool and just enjoying yourself and be having this vacation when you could be doing all these other things and like, you don't deserve this was essentially the underlying theme of my thoughts. And I was like, whoa, why am I doing that to myself what is going on? Like, Why am I taking such a positive experience and not able to just ease into it and enjoy it and then lean into just having a good time and knowing that I'm deserving of a good time and anyone else is as well. So why am I not letting myself really enjoy this? So I caught myself and was like, okay, we can't do that. You have two days here to embrace it, live in the moment. Stop thinking about thoughts like, I had to earn this experience in order to be here. I don't have to earn anything in life. We don't have to prove ourselves in order to be worthy of good things to happen. And I think this is something that I forget a lot and that a lot of people forget this is that like you don't have to prove yourself to people. You don't have to earn good things in your life. Yes, it's important to work hard. Yes, it's important to have goals. Yes, it's important to strive for things. But you don't have to like prove anything in order for good things to happen. And someone DM'd me and was like, actually, this sounds like the one of Brene Brown's principles of, and I'm going to read it off because I don't want to mess it up, of foreboding joy, which is basically the moment when joy is interrupted by thoughts of, but what if something bad happens? Happiness is precious to us. For many people, it's the epitome of life achievements. Joy is the most vulnerable emotion we can experience. And if you can't tolerate joy, what you do is you start dress rehearsing tragedy. I was like, oh, shh. Shit, I'm doing that. And I've heard this. She, this was from, I mean, she talks about this a lot, but this was from one of her Netflix specials where she talks about joy and shame and all that stuff. And I, I mean, she's incredible, but that's so true. We totally do that. We always are worried about the other shoe dropping or something terrible happening or just being happy in a moment, but then just always wondering when it's going to all go to negative. And what, you know what, what if it doesn't? What if things are just good? Or what if they do change and something turns negative? That's okay. We're able to manage it. It doesn't mean we should rob ourselves of that joyful moment that we're experiencing or that good moment that we're experiencing or something that's happening right now. I think the moral of it is like, one, we control how we think and how we can react to certain situations. And two, we don't have to prove ourselves or prove that we're worthy of good things to happen. And when those good things are happening, enjoy it. You deserve it no matter who you are. You deserve to feel good. You deserve good things. Don't let yourself self-sabotage when those things are happening. Embrace them. Be in the moment. Take a breath. That's my something to share. Please enjoy this episode with Ariel. She's wonderful. Share it with someone. Make sure that you rate, subscribe, review if you feel inclined to give us a five-star review. I would love you. I already do, but I would love you even more. So please do. And please enjoy this episode with Ariel. Another
0: day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help.
1: Love it. Well, Ariel, welcome to the podcast. How are you today? I'm really excited for this conversation.
0: I'm good. I'm juggling the third trimester now. So a little tired, but I'm good though. I'm feeling fine.
1: Yeah. You have twins right now that you're cooking, right? Yes. Yes, oh I do. Oh my God, twin bless twin your body. <laughs> yeah. Two twin girls. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's so exciting. Are they the f- your first children that you're yes. having? Yep. First oh, ever. So exciting. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm sure that is definitely something that you are thinking a lot about these days. That's very, very cool. Yes, very much so. For my listeners who might not be familiar with you or your work, I would love for you just to give me a breakdown of what you do, who you are and all of that good stuff.
0: Yes, so hey everyone, my name is Ariel Carr. I'm an Instagram selling expert. So I teach entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs how they can leverage Instagram to find followers and then turn those followers into buyers. And I got into this because I ended up monetizing my own following I released an ebook back in 2020 about Instagram growth. And that ebook is what gave me that that generated $100,000 in 90 days. And then from there, I was like, wow, I need to teach everyone else like what I learned marketing-wise, um, strategy-wise. And so I started getting into coaching and digital products and everything around Instagram monetization. Yeah,
1: I think that's fascinating because one, we all use social media. And I think that whether you are monetizing or an influencer or you're using your business for it, you realize it's not really going anywhere. And I love that you help people utilize it for their own gain and teaching us strategies. And I love that you found a strategy within what you do. And I think it's really interesting because you came from the music industry and kind of how you landed here. It's a very cool pathway.
0: Yeah, it was unexpected. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I did learn a lot from the entertainment industry in general because I was managing my artist social media accounts i was you know branding them so i had to market them i had to brand them i had to figure out how to create a digital face
1: for them. So I learned a lot and that went into my new business. I love it. I'm sure you have tons of knowledge and stories to share with us. So I want to get to all that. Before we do, I have two initial questions that I ask of everyone. The first one is to share something that could be either from your nightstand, it could be something that's surprising or with an interesting backstory. So anything that comes to mind when I ask that.
0: Yes. So I'll share something I have on my nightstand. It's called the five minute journal. Um, And I've been I've been slacking on it, but it's a gratitude journal. So it teaches you how to pause for a second, reflect on your day, um, fill out what could have been better, what you hope to accomplish. And so it's supposed to be part of your morning routine and your night routine. And that's something like I go to so I can really keep tabs on how far I've come and, you know, give myself credit where it's due and just appreciate where I am.
1: Yeah. I love I love a practice like that. I also have that journal and I probably did 15 minutes of it total. <laughs> it's just been sitting in my house now and I've been traveling. So I definitely have gotten off of that morning routine thing, but it's just, it's such a lovely way to bookend your days and it's just a nice, simple practice. Do you know what you woke up with? Because did you do it this morning?
0: No, <laughs> I didn't. That's okay. all my, I need to get back in the habit. Yeah. Um, I was very much in the habit, like before I'm moving, like moving caused me to like kind of break out of it. I moved like maybe three weeks ago. but yeah, most of the time I try to set some sort of daily positive affirmation. A lot of it was centered around my pregnancy. I wanted to make sure I had a healthy pregnancy, mm-hmm. healthy childbirth experience, Um, trying to figure out how to automate my business now that I'm about to be a mother.
1: Mm-hmm. So that's kind
0: of what I've been focused on the last few months.
1: Oh, it's a very exciting time. But yeah, I know that I'm sure it's a lot of pre-stress with continuing what you're doing, but also going and fully diving into this new chapter of your life. So yeah, I can imagine that's a lot. (laughs) Um, I'm wondering then my second question is anything that's on your heart or mind lately?
0: Yeah. I mean, pretty much this pregnancy is I wake up to every day and I'm like, okay, how am I going to handle what my body is telling me and juggle my business? Mm -hmm. Um, So I just did a launch recently of my signature program And this launch was different from any other launch because I couldn't show up up as much as I wanted to. Like my body would just be tired. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm supposed to do this promotion. I'm supposed to do Instagram live, but I honestly need a (laughs) nap. So um, I've had to learn how to slow down and really learn how to delegate to other people. Mm -hmm. So I've been just kind of focused on systems and automation and learning to take a break. Like I've never really had to deal with this ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this is a whole new world to learn how to slow down. Like that's a challenge for
1: me. Yeah, that's so hard for so many people. Yeah, and I've, I've had those thoughts because I, I am not in the space of having kids yet, but it's definitely in the realm of the future and thinking of what I wanna be doing and knowing that I need something that continues to fill me up and feel like I'm providing to the world, but then also not taking away from the time I would have for the kid or just finding that balance. I think that is such an interesting, not struggle, but something that I've, most yeah, women will I'm go in. through yeah. to figure out. Yeah. So, have you found anything through just like your systems or the process beforehand that you found that is starting to work for you? Or are you still in that figuring it out space?
0: I'm much figuring it out. So what I did when I first learned I was pregnant, I was like, okay, let me ask people mm-hmm. that have done it before, that are moms currently, so I can figure out like what needs to be done um, as their entrepreneurs, and they can give me advice. And so they just told me that because you have, you have to set up your own maternity leave, basically. Mm-hmm. So you have to get revenue coming through the door. So you can take off for as long as you want. And so I said, okay, I need to get to work. I need to build a team. Mm -hmm. So there was only two people on my team at the time. I've expanded to five now. And so that's been very helpful, but kind of came with its own set of challenges, like training people, Mm -hmm. like getting people up to speed on like how the business goes and like my practices and my, you know, norms. And then I'm trying to figure out how I can have content but without me being like present, because mm-hmm. before I would just create content every single day, I would take 10 minutes out, make my content, boom, go. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like, okay, I really need to have scheduling. Yeah. I really need to have planning. And I need to have like months of planning, potentially. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm learning how to do that still.
1: Yeah, I've also found that that's the hardest thing to do with while being creative. Because you can plan all you want, but also planning those creative bursts and keeping it consistent, I've had the most difficulty with. So I am sure that's been an interesting challenge for you as well.
0: Yeah. You can't really see, you can't really plan too far ahead mm-hmm. when it comes to Instagram content because everything is a trend. Yeah. And so if you like create something today and you're like, all right, I'm not going to release it to last, to next month, mm-hmm. it may not even be relevant anymore. It may not even be trending anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so That's
1: something. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to plan with an ever-changing platform. So I want to get into all things Instagram, social media. First, I want to start it off with for someone listening to this or out there that's like, okay, I'm interested in social media, but I don't have a huge following. I don't really know what to do with it. Can you talk me through the benefits of it and how a person in that position could utilize the platform for their own gain?
0: I'll start off by saying this. There's a misconception that you need to have a ton of followers in order to make money or to make sales. And that's not true at all. Um, You know, I teach people how they can benefit from their current following. Mm -hmm. And so if you're just starting out and you're like, I don't know what to do, I don't know where to start, um, you have to focus on the content and you have to focus on providing valuable content. Mm -hmm. And valuable content looks like something your target audience wants to see, something your potential customers are interested in and curious about. So usually it falls into the categories of being educational, um, you know, carousel posts or like reels that are entertaining and teaching somebody something inspirational. Um, so going over milestones you hit or just motivational content, like maybe entrepreneurship advice, tips and tricks. And then lastly, it's entertaining. Mm-hmm. So entertainment posts are meant to relate to your customer and get them excited about your brand and your personality. And that's how you connect on that level. So all your content should revolve around either being educational, inspirational, or entertaining.
1: Mm, Yeah. I love those key tips. And it helps to make anything you're creating, if you're coming from those pillars, it's easier to create from that space because you're like, oh, I have a purpose for what I'm doing versus like, I'm just putting up photos on social media and doesn't feel like I'm connecting to it or other people are connecting to it. I would love for you to talk through how to develop a brand on in the Instagram space. We'll start there. Like how So, say someone will start with a business. If I have a business and I want to promote something and I want to create a really great social media page, like where would I start and how would I do that?
0: First thing you'll need to start with is the basics. Mm-hmm. So you'll have to optimize your profile, your profile picture, for instance. It needs to be high quality. You should show your face if you want to be a personal brand or high quality image of your logo, right? Your username needs to be optimized too. So if you can avoid dots and underscores and a bunch of numbers, like you want to have a really crisp, unique and easily pronounceable username. Mm -hmm. Um, The next thing is your bio. You want to make sure your bio attracts who you want to attract. And so there's a certain way you can write your bio to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, I teach people that and like your first sentence of your bio should speak to who you want to serve and how you can help them. Mm-hmm. So that's the first line. The second line is all about your accolades, your credentials. So if you've, you know, have a degree in something, if you have credentials in something, if you were featured in whatever magazine, mm-hmm. you want to put that out there and let that establish your expertise. And then the third line of your bio is a call to action. Mm-hmm. So that's very important if you want to convert your followers—they need to know where to go to get your resources. They need to know what you offer them and why it's important for them to get your resources. Um, so I would just start with the basics, mm-hmm. and then you have to move into content and revolve all your content around the content pillars that you mentioned. So the pillars are basically the theme to your page, mm-hmm. and that's how you niche down. Is because you have a specific target audience and you address all their pain points. You address all their concerns. And you speak directly to these people with your messaging um,
1: and your offer is the solution. Mm, I love that. That's very digestible. That's a great advice. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering for someone who wants to be more of a personal brand, wants to develop. I see this all the time on TikTok now. There's so many people talking about how to be an influencer and how they started doing it from nothing. And it seems to be a very enticing way of making money these days. And it seems to be really available, but also really not available. Like you see people all this weekend that were just at Coachella and like you see all these like really great lifestyles that these people lead, but it seems very unattainable. So for someone who's like, I want that, I want to create my personal brand, how would they develop that and set themselves apart from all of the other creators and people out there?
0: Yeah. My thing is, I don't think anyone should build a following just because. Mm-hmm. I think you should build a community, which like makes a difference. You don't want to just have a bunch of likes. You want to have people that are interested in you, that are engaging with you, and then are likely to buy from you. Um so if you want to be an influencer I don't necessarily have the expertise on being that I'm more so like you know teaching businesses how mm-hmm. to become brands but if you want to be an influencer and make money from affiliate marketing or brand partnerships you have to figure out a niche like you have to figure out what makes you uniquely you mm-hmm. and how are you going to present that and then also like who are you going to cater to so even though you're an influencer do you want to cater to people that are working moms and like have working mom lifestyle tips? Mm -hmm. Or do you want to cater to, um, you know, someone that just got out of college and like, you know, you're more Gen Z and that's like your your niche and your target audience. So you still have to figure out who you want to serve and then still have the content reflect that.
1: Yeah, and I like that when you're putting it to serving other people, it becomes less pressure almost on yourself of like, I don't know what to make. I don't know what to do because you're, you're giving it to other people. It's producing for other people, which I, f- I find is much easier when it's coming from that space. I would love to dive deeper into the logistics of posting on social media, especially for businesses and things like that. Like what content works? What is landing? What's a good strategy for once you've set up your page? You got your bio, it's looking good. You got your links. As far as posting and the day-to-day of social media, what do you recommend?
0: Well, first you should change your profile to a business account. Okay. So if you're a personal account, you should set up a Facebook page and create a business account. This allows you to see data and analytics that you know a personal account wouldn't see. So once you have that, you now know what content performs the best. You can see what post gets the most saves, which post gets the most comments, which post gets the most shares. Mm-hmm. And obviously whatever is performing best you want to do more of. Mm -hmm. So you need to go to the data. You're going to have to do a lot of testing, a lot of like, you know, let's see if this content does well. Let's see if this does well, you know, and like gather that data. Um, And it also lets you know what time is best to post. It gives you the optimal time that your followers are online. So you want to post at that time. Mm -hmm. So once you have the data set, the day-to-day looks like, or just overall trends on Instagram right now, is reels are going to give you more reach than anything else. So you want to focus on video content creation. There's like almost no wiggle room anymore. Yeah, Like Instagram is trying to come with TikTok. So you pretty much have to be a video creator, um, which is a little daunting to people sometimes, but you don't have to have your face shown in reels. I've seen reels that have millions of views and has nobody's face in it. Mm -hmm. Like it has like a quote or it has like Picture of a beach, or you know something. So if you're scared of doing that, you gotta cut the excuses and show up a different way, mm-hmm. um, or just practice. No one's saying you have to be the one that dances and do, does all these crazy transitions. But like maybe you're the person that speaks. Maybe you like speaking and you provide value that way. So just figure out like what content you like to create and stick to the trends. Stick mm-hmm. to like making reels. Stick to posting consistently. Like that's major key. Mm-hmm. A lot of people miss is they don't post consistently at all. And then they expect results. So recommendations is to post maybe three to four reels a week, Mm. um, post every day to your stories, even if it's like your behind the scenes life, that's fine. People like seeing that. Um, And try to have an in-feed post, maybe twice a
1: week as well. So I've run social media for a business before. And the issue becomes like, this is so much work. It doesn't feel like it's landing. It doesn't feel like I'm getting anywhere with this. What are some good strategies for posting and making it not become like a full-time job if you're running it for a business? And then what should every post include to be successful?
0: Okay. Yes. So what should every post include? I'll answer that first. So people overlook captions. Like captions are very vital to the algorithm in general. So I have a caption framework and I have a course on this. But essentially what you want to do is have a catchy headline. Some people are just like posting happy Friday and it's like, okay, well, that's, that's not going to entice people to really click and like, and like get to know you, mm-hmm. right? You have to give them more. Um, so you want to have a catchy headline, maybe three ways that you can do X, Y, Z, right? That pertains to your niche or whatever. That's already more enticing than just saying happy Friday. Yeah. Guys. <laughs> so I think with that marketing cap, like I think from the producer standpoint and what the consumer wants to hear from Mm -hmm. you, then your body of your captions, should get into even more value. So share more tips, share more insight, share more advice, um, talk about the content you posted in more depth, Mm -hmm. and then you'll need a call to action. Always include a call to action. So whether you're telling people save this post for later, share this post with your stories. You can tell them, click the link in my bio, right? That's where your website is. Or like DM me to book a call with me. So you need to have those things going for your captions. And so many people miss that. Yeah, so someone who's working full-time, I was in the same shoes back in 2020 Mm -hmm. um, when I made my six figures. Like I still had a job, but I still found a way to show up. And my secret was I weaved it in to my everyday routine. Like I weaved content creation into my Mm. routine. That comes with a lot of preparation though. So I would save content from other creators to have inspiration to draw from. And every morning I would wake up before going to work. I would take maybe 10 to 15 minutes out on Canva to create my post for the day. I would post it at lunchtime. I would get back to people's comments. And after work, I would engage more. I might have more DMs going. I might have more comments or whatever I need to address. But it didn't take me that long to create my content because I had a plan. Mm -hmm. Like I had inspiration, endless inspiration to draw from. So Mm -hmm. that made showing up a lot easier. Mm -hmm. Some people don't like that approach, like daily, like, what am I going to come up with? And that's fine. So you might be the person that needs to batch your content instead. So you need to just pick like, okay, every Sunday, I'm going to do my reels research. I'm going to create four reels Mm -hmm. and it's going to be ready to go for the next full week. Mm So maybe you need to have that, but you need some sort of system, some sort of routine. So you show up without exhausting yourself.
1: I love that. And I think it is a matter of what works best for you as a person and i agree working it into your schedule i'm really good at that sometimes i'm really bad at that other times or sometimes i'll just like get into making a reel and then half my day is gone and i don't even post it so yeah it's a mix um yeah i'm wondering for you have created this great platform of creating monetization what is a how do people go from okay they have their posts they They get into a routine, they got their stories going, creating that, and then going from that into the space of monetization. Like, how does monetization work for businesses or people?
0: Yeah. So, the difference between just like a personal brand and actually converting customers Mm -hmm. is the strategy. So, your content now isn't for likes, it's not for comments, it's for sales. Mm -hmm. So, it looks differently. Um, specifically you have to turn people from being a code lead who cold leads know nothing about you. They don't know anything about your brand. They don't know what you have to offer mm-hmm. to a hot lead who is like, oh my gosh, like I I'm ready to invest. Like I'm ready to mm-hmm. buy. And so that transition looks like a lot of educating, like a lot of, Hey, I know what your problems are. And did you know that I have this offer that could solve your problems? And then really what seals the deal is social proof. So, you know, you want to constantly post testimonials, you want to constantly post results, you've had reviews, you know, um, anything that gives people like that trust factor, Mm -hmm. because every single person that comes across your page, they have to trust you in order to put money in your pocket. So you have to get them to trust you. You have to get them
1: to know you and get them to like you. I think that trust factor is major. Yeah. Even for – I've heard this for influencers as well. Like they, if a brand – if you're posting about a brand and they don't trust you and trust what you're putting out there, then they're not going to buy that product and post is not going to do well. Yes. Other strategies, I'm wondering. The big thing that people always – I think seem to harp on is following. I know that's maybe not the same for businesses, but I've even seen like i dance and I would go to a dance auditions and now it's become a thing of like how many social media followers do you have? Like that is a part of the audition, which is wild. So it's definitely become a part of the mainstream space even when it doesn't need to be. So, do you have any recommendations for how to grow, how to stretch your audience, how to create more of a reach on Instagram?
0: There there's kind of a formula to going viral and for 2022, it's through real. Like that's probably where, or just like videos in general, that's where you get the most boost for your posts. Um, So that means you have to get really good at it. So my suggestions is to follow um what, what performs well for mm-hmm. other people. Start to study what does well. Like why did this post on this page, you know, uh-huh. do better than any other post? So start to study your competitors, start to study your own posts, but just some advice you want to have you want to capture someone's attention in like less than three seconds otherwise they're just going to keep scrolling so you know your first three seconds of your reel are very important so whether you're going to have a hook um like have text like you should Mm -hmm. have text throughout your entire reel but make sure the text is something that's enticing something that is going to grab their attention And then you're going to use trending audio or just trends in general. Maybe there's like trending moves or trending quotes or trending music, Mm -hmm. whatever that is, use it and use text throughout and then have a call to action at the end of the reel as well and in your caption. So the end of your reel can say, save this, Mm -hmm. share this, whatever. And then your caption says it again. So the more reels you do, the more you show up consistently, the more reach you're Mm going to get, the more followers you're going to get but it has to go together. You have to show up consistently. You have to follow the trends and you have to catch, capture people's attention by providing value.
1: What are some really common mistakes that you see from either creators or businesses when it comes to social media?
0: I see quite a few. <laughs> um, yeah. One is thinking posting three times a week is enough Mm -hmm. when you're first starting. Mm -hmm. So you can do that if you have like, you know, 10,000 followers, 100,000 followers, you can probably start to like ease up a little bit Mm -hmm. on how often you're posting. But if you want to grow, I would suggest that you post consistently as in every single day for at least 90 days. Mm -hmm. Because it makes such a difference if you can commit for that long And a lot of people find it hard to, but again, that comes with planning, that comes with having a content calendar, that comes with saving other posts that perform well and knowing how to like tweak it for your brand. So be consistent is one thing. I see people be inconsistent. Number two, people don't have any caption like strategy, I guess. Mm -hmm. They kind of just write whatever and they don't realize that there, you know, there kind of is a formula to it, like longer captions tend to do better than shorter captions. Mm-hmm. So you want to have everything have a purpose. Your content has a purpose. Your caption has a purpose. Your hashtags have a purpose. So you have to become very deliberate with the way you show up.
1: I love that. What are some strategies as far as monetizing on social media that's more than just sales? Like do you recommend creating like a program or something to have people to purchase or to follow you further? Is there like certain strategies or things like that that you recommend for monetizing?
0: So instead of just coming out with an offer that's like, all right, I'm going to charge $1,000, guys. I go buy it. Mm -hmm. I think you have to warm up your audience first. If this is like your first ever launch... They don't know you yet. Mm -hmm. Like they don't know what or the quality of your products yet, I would say. So maybe you've gotten their trust and maybe they're ready to buy, but they're just not ready to invest that much with you. So you have to give them a little bit. So whether that be a free webinar, right? Mm -hmm. You can do a free webinar. You can do a free download, like a guide, a PDF, a checklist, something Mm -hmm. um, that gives them insight into what your paid program is going to look like. That gives people like, okay, I'm going to warm up to this person. I got this thing for free. It had a ton of value. I know if I pay for something, I'm going to get even more of what I truly need. So having some sort of lead magnet is what I would suggest.
1: Mm, Love that. As far as Instagram goes, I've noticed a trend lately. Maybe it's TikTok. Maybe it's just like so many people on the app. There's a decrease an engagement or the algorithm gets fucked up and people are like why why is no one seeing my stuff like why is no one seeing my post why is no one like it's hard for then people i think to keep the momentum or be inspired by it or continue with an ever-changing instagram algorithm so what do you recommend how do we figure out how to work it anything that you've figured out along the way
0: yeah you you pretty much just have to push through like that's Mm -hmm. that's just like it not every single post is gonna go viral, mm-hmm. not every single post is gonna perform well, and you just have to know that as a creator, mm-hmm. the, the algorithm is changing so much, and especially Instagram compared to TikTok, mm-hmm. it's harder to gain a following on Instagram than it is on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um but in my opinion, tick or Instagram requires less. Like if you post a real a day. You can get, you know, a good amount of following from it. You can go semi-viral, whatever. Mm-hmm. I know the TikTok formula for growing is you have to post multiple videos a day. Yeah. So to me, there's like, you know, there's a trade-off. So don't be upset that the algorithm is giving you less engagement. It's happening to everyone, like including me. And we're, we're still trying to figure it out. I'm pretty sure Instagram is still trying to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. So- <laughs> That's why everything is still changing. Just roll with the punches.
1: Yeah. Do you recommend people being on all the platforms or really like niche down and really focus on one?
0: Focus on one before you move to another. Okay. So I'm not saying don't be everywhere. You can, um, but you're going to exhaust yourself if you're trying to be everywhere at once. Mm -hmm. So now that I built my following on Instagram, I'm like, okay, now I could go to YouTube. I can learn YouTube. I can, you know, get to 100,000 subscribers there. And like, then 100... and then I have 100,000 followers on Instagram and then I'll do TikTok and try to get 100,000 there. But I'm doing one at a time because okay. there's no way you can try to grow on everything at once. Yeah. um, Just it, you'll burn out.
1: Yeah, that's how I feel. I'm like, I'm going to yeah. do this. <laughs> I'm going to go for it. And then I post one and I'm like, ugh. I, I got burned yeah. out. Yeah. It's trying to do th- yeah. too many things at once. I totally see how that has happened to me. Um yeah. <laughs> What do you see for the future of social media and as, we, as it shifts and grows, one, and then how can we evolve with it? Like, how can we continue to create longevity within an ever-changing social media space?
0: That's a good question. I think you have to figure out where you want to be present and just stick to it. Mm-hmm. You know, just stick to the platform. If there's a new platform that comes out or new features that come out on a platform, you want to be an early adopter to it because the earlier you are, the more you'll probably benefit from it. So I know when Reels just launched and there was like five people making them, (laughs) when I made my first Reel, it did so well. It got Mm -hmm. so many views because there was such little competition Mm -hmm. and I was an early adopter. Um, So that would be my advice to kind of like figure out how you can have longevity it's just try out the new features that these apps give you and try to stick to it.
1: They, there's a new option every single day. There's I wake up and my whole feed looks different every day. It's fun. Yes. <laughs> um, For the people who want to do this, want to get into social media, want to be better at it, but has have a mindset of maybe comparison or having a hard time showing up or maybe it's even imposter syndrome what would you say to move past those blocks or anything that they might have in regards to social media
0: say be careful who you compare yourself to like you want to compare yourself to your current peers or like people that are just like one step ahead of you if you're comparing yourself to Elon Musk you're going to be really upset all the time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But if you just have like someone that's like slightly ahead and you're like, all right, I'm going to like, you know, try to be on their level. That's good motivation. But if someone's so far out of reach, you might feel defeated. You might feel like I'm not even going to try. That's not even possible for me. And so like, just be careful who you compare yourself to, if you compare yourself at all, Mm -hmm. and then set up boundaries for yourself. Like if you see yourself stalking your competitor, and you start having negative thoughts, like you're going to have to recognize it and you're going to have to stop it. I personally have a boundary set on my phone where Instagram will lock me out after an hour. Mm. Like I do not scroll all day. I don't look at other people's posts. I don't even, I really don't even look at other people's posts at all, except for like research purposes. Yeah. Um, but I don't kind of, I don't casually scroll on Instagram anymore and I only give myself a time limit. And so I set that for that app. I set that for TikTok And then in general, after nine o'clock, my whole phone shuts down every single app ever. Mm. (laughs) So I don't I don't have to sit there up night at night thinking, oh, man, I should have done this today or like this person posted that like I should have been more productive or whatever. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to just live your life one step at a time.
1: Yeah, that's me (laughs) like. Yeah. I didn't do enough. Um, look at this girl. She's over here doing this. She took her picture of her dinner really well, or all the things that you go through late night when you're on your phone. Yeah, I totally yeah. am that girl sometimes. I like that you set those really strong boundaries because I think that's one of the most difficult things is when you're, especially when you're growing or you're trying to grow a business online, it can be very easy to feel like you need to be available at all times then. You have to always be there for your audience. You have to always be posting. You have to always be engaging. Um, I think that's... That might be one of the most difficult parts about that balance. It sounds like you've created some strict boundaries with it, which is really great.
0: Yeah, sometimes I'll even like let my audience know, "Hey, I'm clocking out." Like, Mm -hmm. even I posted today, and I was like, "Hey, I'm in my third trimester, guys. Like, just so you know, I'm slowing down. I probably won't be showing up as much. Like, I need this time for myself." hope you understand. Sometimes you just got to do that. And mm-hmm. if, it, if your engagement suffers, like, so be it, it's going to happen. The algorithm wants you to be there all the time. Like they want your eyeballs all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so just like, Understand that and don't don't fall victim to
1: it. Yeah, I think you had mentioned if you want to take a break from social media, if you want to take a pause or you need a personal something, but not losing the flow of it, like what do you recommend for someone's like, I'm burnt out, I don't feel inspired by this anymore at the moment, I need like a second, but still wanting to yeah. keep their business growing. What would you say to someone like that?
0: That's when systems come in handy and that's when bashing content is gonna be your friend.
1: But mm-hmm. so even if
0: you're like, oh man, I don't feel like going on Instagram today. Maybe you don't have to if you scheduled it ahead of time, right? Then you can really take a whole week off but still be present online. Um, or you can just be real with everyone and, and let them know, hey, I'm going on hiatus. I will not be posting for the next two weeks. That, that's that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, you gotta just
1: take control of what you can. Putting it out into the world and being strict with mm-hmm. yourself. What mm-hmm. are some, do you have any really questions apps that you like to utilize or things like that as far as posting on social media or learning about algorithm or anything that you like within the realm of social media that helps you with your work?
0: I use Canva almost daily for Mm -hmm. like everything, not just content, but for my webinars, when I'm promoting a new product, for my products itself, like my eBooks have all been created on Canva. Mm -hmm. Um, So I use that all the time but there's this other website called creative market that Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't know about. And they give you, first of all, they have like every single graphic you can imagine It's more, it's better designed than Canva um, just because you have to pay like 30 bucks for it, whatever. But they have like social media packs and you Mm -hmm. can get a whole set of 365 days worth of posts for $30, one pack. And then you can customize it on Canva. So you can Mm. put your own fonts, you can put your own colors,
1: Um, So that's kind of
0: like a little cheat code I've used. Uh They have ebook templates. They have so much. Like check out that website. It's called Creative Market. Creative
1: Market. I'm going to write that down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those are good ones. I, I always use Camdive. I haven't heard of that one. That sounds like a good place to go. I want to jump into your overall strategy. People come to you. They, I saw all of these amazing testimonials online, how you've shifted people's businesses and their mindset around social media. So what would you say? Like, okay, I want to start this want to do this now, like if they come to you and they want to know your strategy and like ways of building out their social media, what would you say to those people?
0: If they want to come to me, you have to be ready because Mm -hmm. yes, there is work involved. And sometimes people just see like the, the money being made from my students and they're like, cool, like that happened so fast for them. Like this, you know, it's going to be the same for me but they don't realize that those students, they put in the work, they implemented all the strategies that I gave them. So you can't have the expectation that it's a get rich quick scheme because it is not. Um, And it does require some hours. If I had to estimate probably five to eight additional hours a week, just around like creating content and putting it out there. Mm -hmm. But such such a big payoff, such a big return when you do that as opposed to like putting money into ads and you don't even know it's going to be profitable, profitable or not, because it, it's not organic. Versus, like, I'm just going to spend a little bit more time, but I'm not, I'm not going to throw my money at anything. I'm just going to spend more of my time creating content so I can make sales. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the first thing you'll need to know if you come to me. Like, you have to change your mindset and understand that it does require some upfront work. <laughs> it
1: does. Yeah, any shifts that you're going to make are definitely going to require. Some work and some changing for sure. I would love to like do some takeaways. What would be like your best three tips right now to really like jumpstart growing on social media or creating a better like online presence? Like what would be like your three tips right now? Like, okay, go do this. Start here.
0: Tip number one is to research. So I already mentioned that before, but it's, it's very important. So a lot of people don't create content because they're, they're coming up with everything from their heads Mm -hmm. and they don't have inspiration they don't have, you know, they don't know what's going to perform well or not. And so you have to do a lot of preparation before you actually make the content itself. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't have anything crazy when I do it. I would just go through like reels or whatever. I'll save it in my notes app. Mm -hmm. and write out the idea that I have for it so like maybe it's a trend and I'm like okay I'm gonna do this for this reel in particular and that way when I go to record it I have a whole game plan and Mm -hmm. all I have to do is press record and go so take your time to prep take your time to plan and research another piece of advice is to understand that you have to show up consistently and Mm -hmm. I, I know I've already said that but it's very true 90 days I think will be the minimum When I first launched my ebook, I I was posting every single day before that. So I might have posted every single day for a year, not Mm going to lie. But that's only because it was easy for me because I worked it into my routine and I had the systems ready to go and I had the planning. So show consistently for as long as you can. Minimum, I would say 90 days. Uh and you know watch everything take off third piece of advice is to engage with people so instead of waiting for engagement so many people are like oh no one's commenting like no one's liking my stuff okay but do you comment on their posts do you like their content do you reach out to them Uh so you have to be the one to initiate you have Uh to be the one to give engagement first And then the community comes in. Then they start to say like, okay, like she interacted with my post. She took the time out of her day to like leave a thought-provoking comment. Like how nice. Mm -hmm. And then they start interacting with you. So that's an easy hack to build up engagement.
1: Those are so good. I love those. That was very well and succinct. Thank you so much. Um, I think – I wanted to ask one more like personal question of you. You made this shift in business from working in the music industry to now doing social media. So I'm curious as to like how you knew to make that shift and for someone who's wanting to do a career shift or make changes, what would you recommend to them and how did you know when to make that change and how did you support yourself while making that transition?
0: Yeah, I gave myself a deadline for finances. Like it was, it was really because of the money yeah. <laughs> that I had to make the change. Mm-hmm. I was not making consistent money. I was barely making enough to live. Mm-hmm. And luckily, like I had parents that were supporting me. Like I was living in New York, which is not a cheap place to live,
1: Not cheap. <laughs> but
0: they were supporting me and I was getting money like here or there. Mm-hmm. I had like five roommates. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I gave myself a deadline. I was like, okay, like I'm doing this music industry thing. I'm managing three artists. If, One of them doesn't break by this time or like get signed. So we have enough money to like live off our own merits. I'm going to have to get a job. Mm -hmm. And so the day never came and shit kind of hit the fan. (laughs) And I was like, all right, well, I got to make this shift. I got to put my big girl pants on Mm -hmm. and I'm just going to have to go out and get a job. And so I did. I moved from New York to Virginia. I had to let all my artists know, like, I cannot manage you anymore, which was really devastating and disappointing. But I got the job and I realized this is temporary for me. Like, this isn't going to be my end all be all. Mm-hmm. I still want to figure out this entrepreneurship thing. And so anyone that's like trying to decide if they need to pivot, ask yourself, is everything pointing to the fact that you need to? Mm-hmm. So all, all, there were so many signs that were going on, like my artist not making it, you know, getting signed um me not making money internal turmoil like everyone's frustrated stressed annoyed mm-hmm. with each other and I was like okay all of these signs are pointing towards like I do not need to be here anymore like it's not working out mm-hmm. and I was like all right I'm just gonna pivot I'm just gonna do it so just look at your surroundings and your environment and see if that is pretty much what the universe is pushing you to do
1: I love that and I also really appreciate that you went from you almost making money off of other people, like artists, you were they were kind of in charge of your money where now it's like you're in charge of your money. You're producing the things, like you're making the products and it's, it's very empowering. Yes. I love that. Yes, that part was great. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this, this
0: is really nice, actually. Like everything <laughs> I was trying to do for others, I did for myself mm-hmm. and it
1: worked really well for me when mm-hmm. I finally focused on myself. So cool. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Now you're helping all these other people do it for themselves as well, which is great. One more question before I hit my final one. I think you mentioned this in maybe your website. There's this mindset that happens around money. I know I've experienced it. I'm sure many people have experienced this, the idea of lack and how that affects money coming in or even people engaging with your social media. I think that's like there's an energy thing when you're coming from this place of lack. Is there a shift that you make with your clients or that you made with yourself that has helped you to monetize and become the success that you have? Like what would you say that is if you could pinpoint it?
0: So I went through my own personal finance journey after I had to leave my first business and like let it go mm-hmm. and I wanted to learn about money I wanted to learn all about it because I'm like okay if I want to be a millionaire I need to learn about money mm-hmm. and so I read a lot of books and there were a lot of money mindset books they weren't just like practical like here's how you open up an IRA it was like here's what, how you need to change your mind in order to understand money in order to attract more of it mm-hmm. and so that, that is something I do go through with all my students because it is so important. So many of us have like a capped salary or we have like just a capped vision of where we could end up in life. Mm-hmm. And so I focus a lot on the mental shift that everyone needs to have in order to earn more. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically, yeah, you're right. People have a lack mindset and they don't understand that money is abundant. Mm-hmm. Finances are abundant. Wealth is abundant. It's everywhere. All you have to do is, claim it and understand that there is no ceiling you are your own ceiling whatever you think however far
1: you think you can get is how far you're going to go so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I love that and then you can also take that from inspiration too you see people like you or other people that have done that for themselves and see like they didn't have a cap they didn't let themselves have a cap like I shouldn't why am I doing that to myself which is something I'm currently also working through which is cool. Um, amazing. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you my final questions. There are just three very simple ones and then we can wrap up. So first question is anything you might have shared or overshared in your business or on social media that you might have shifted or changed? Maybe this is more about my personal life than my business life. Mm-hmm. But
0: there have been some people around me where I became like very involved with their lives. Like they started to see my success and then they were like, oh, Ariel, help me here. Help me do this. And I was like, cool. Like, I got you. And so I put my heart and soul into that and like gave them all the resources, like for free, mm-hmm. right? Charge like people $4,000 for. Yeah. And nothing happened. There was no accountability. They didn't do anything with it. Mm-hmm. And that's where I was like, okay, I feel like I just did so much for you. And you say you want it so bad, but it's like, no, you you don't because you won't even do like, the minimum of what your friend is trying to help you do. So mm-hmm. I think that's a moment where I learned I got to know when people are taking themselves seriously versus when they're just like saying stuff to say stuff, mm-hmm. I guess. like just yeah. talking to talk.
1: That's an important yeah. lesson to learn because sometimes people, they, they think that they want to work hard, but it's sometimes it comes down to like, I just want to be, I want a handout. I want what you have essentially, but I don't want to do all okay. the work. And yeah, they just see the yeah. success and they don't see... The behind the scenes of how you actually got there. What do you want to be known for or remembered by, whether that be from your audience, your business, anything like that?
0: I will say I want to be known as someone that impacts people in a positive way, specifically millennials, specifically minorities, people that really need more economic empowerment. I want to be known as that person that will help you if you're willing to put in the work. You know, Mm -hmm. I will give you the resources, I will give you the tools. And I want people to come to my page and say, wow, like I'm learning so much. I can implement this now and get results from it, even from the free content. So Mm -hmm. I just want to be known for being generous in that way.
1: I think you are. It shows on everything that you're doing. So that's amazing. Last question. Any last takeaway piece of advice? It could be social media related or just general life stuff. Anything you got?
0: Well, I'll say my own piece of advice that I've been telling myself, Mm -hmm. which is to slow down and be patient Mm because last year I had the goal of making seven figures didn't happen. (laughs) Didn't happen. Right. And so like, that's okay. But I wasn't okay with it for a while. And Mm -hmm. I think I have to understand and people have to understand that like good things really do take time just because it didn't happen on the timeline you wanted. doesn't mean it won't happen at all. Mm -hmm. And you just got to be patient with the entrepreneurship journey. It's pretty much like it's a mindset journey. It's a spiritual journey. It's a financial journey. Like there's so much that happens when you learn how to become an entrepreneur and really take charge of your life mm-hmm. um, so you got to be patient with
1: yourself I needed to hear that too so thank you <laughs> yeah. where can everyone find you Ariel your courses social media all of that good stuff yeah so you guys can
0: follow me at Ariel car on Instagram and Twitter I'm active on Twitter too for my resources you can go to my website Arielcar.com or click the link in my bio so I have this freebie. On my website, on the link in my bio, it's called Content That Sells. And it goes over the five different content types that you need
1: in order to start monetizing your Instagram completely Mm -hmm. free. So you can go ahead and grab it. Love it. Thank you so much for this. This is so fun. Um, I'm going to take away a lot of your tips too. I'm excited. So thank you for being here. Have a great rest of your day that is it for me today you guys thank you so much for being here and for listening before you go make sure that you rate review and follow as well as subscribe so you never miss an episode and one thing you can share in the meantime this podcast obviously send it to a friend who needs some inspiration or give us some love on social media and tag us at something to share podcast on instagram and i'll see you next wednesday